What if everything we were told about how to be happy and to live a successful life was wrong? What if the answers to our questions about how to live fully lay directly within ourselves? Hi, I'm Lisa. I help women just like you heal from their limiting beliefs and step into their power by connecting with their bodies. In this podcast, Evolve or Remain, I teach you how, through your human design, my life coaching skills, and spirituality. The payoff is big, and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. Let's make big changes together. Hello, and welcome back to the Evolve or Remain podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Healy, and I want to start out with making a request of you. If you've been listening and you like what you're hearing, I would love to hear from you. I have linked my email in the show notes. Let me know what you like so far in these podcasts and what you would like to hear more about. I would love to hear your input. I also invite you to join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain Life Coaching. I'm starting to share more to this group, including strategies and tools to use to raise awareness in how we're showing up in our worlds. The Facebook group page is linked in the show notes as well. And if you've been listening and enjoying what you're hearing, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. So with this podcast dropping on Valentine's Day, I'm feeling inspired to talk about love. And in particular, self-love is what I want to discuss. Before we are even close to ready to love someone else fully and in a healthy, secure way, we must love ourselves. But unfortunately, most people don't even really know what this means, right? I think that part of the reason we have such a hard time with self-love is we are uber-focused on our faults, our bad choices. Call them mistakes if you want to. We are beating ourselves up. I love the work of Dr. Nicole LaPera. She's also known as the holistic psychologist on social media, and she's a PhD psychologist who is addressing mental health in the most practical and approachable, real ways that are relatable for people. She comes from her own experience in growing up in a home where she had a family member that was very needy, very demanding, and not well. And so that put her in a role where she was kind of a parent And so I wanted to just use some of her information and guidance in this podcast. And I saw something she posted that she called a letter of forgiveness to my younger self. And so there's several different items here that she puts in this letter. And I want to comment on them and raise some awareness. So all of these things that will be coming up, I just want to say they're all things that we don't really realize when we're doing them. So it's okay to forgive ourselves for things we didn't even know we were doing or weren't even in our radar at the time. The first one, I forgive myself for the time I spent in survival mode. So survival mode is not being in touch with our bodies, not realizing when we need rest, right? The culture we're in is all about working, staying busy, In fact, I see so much judging surrounding being busy. It's time to normalize paying attention to how we're feeling and what our bodies need. 
knowing when we're burnt out or need rest is just as important as working hard. And believe me, I speak from, from experience here. I came from a place where I was working, 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 and then my body said, no, 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 this is not going to happen. And I had to take a step back. And that's when everything changed for me in my life. Once our bodies are rested, we're able to work more securely and appropriately, not running on fumes. It's time to recognize when it's time to go within, take a step back, and see how it feels to really take care of ourselves. Second one, I forgive myself for the times I used other people, alcohol, and other destructive behaviors to avoid the pain I felt within. So destructive and numbing behaviors are prevalent in our society. Excessive screen time, misusing food, which can be overeating, or it could be undereating to control our bodies in an unhealthy way. Excessive shopping, the list is endless. We're trying to avoid feeling bad feelings. And I hate to label a feeling as bad, but that is how it's looked at. Feelings like just pain, insecurity, anger, grief, all feelings matter and need to be processed like waves running through us. We must first recognize that we had destructive behavior, that we had pain, and that we avoided feeling in order to forgive ourselves to begin with. So all of these are necessary steps towards self-discovery and embodying ourselves in a healthy way. Third, I forgive myself because I learned that closeness meant chaos and dysfunction, and I reacted that dysfunction over and over and over again. Our nervous systems begin to develop when we're six weeks in utero and continue to develop until we're 25 years old. Since our home environment and the relationships that we experience in that environment actually affect the development of our nervous system, it's so important to recognize what that might have been. So if those relationships were not safe or if our nervous system became hypervigilant, Hypervigilant means hypersensitive and reacting to things around us in excessive ways. If we were raised in a household that was chaotic, where there was always someone complaining, someone blaming others, where there wasn't peace, then we have been doing the same things over and over again, behaving in the same way for so long, we don't realize that there's a different way of doing things. Number four, I forgive myself because I witnessed adults who couldn't self-regulate, so I dissociated to not feel and not connect with other people. So the not being able to self-regulate means acting impulsively on our emotions without checking in to decide if that would be the right thing to say or do. So acting without a filter. The experience of dissociation is described as a haziness, confusion, getting lost in thought, and distracting behaviors for long periods of time. So again, this is what people do when they've seen people, adults, family members in their native households who couldn't self-regulate, right? So then when we're around others who aren't connected to their bodies, who have no idea how to regulate their nervous systems, we tend to automatically dissociate from others because we don't feel safe. We may shut down, keep our feelings inside, and then 
when we finally get to a point where we are around others, we're in a relationship that makes us feel safe and free to feel our feelings. It's so hard to do that. We don't know how. So it's a process. We can't be hard on ourselves for these old patterns. We have to forgive ourselves for them because we had no idea uh, that we were performing and how what we were doing. The key is connecting to the body and the pattern is so worth changing and embodying and it just takes time. Five, I forgive myself because I was left alone to deal with my emotions. So I became fixed on not being abandoned by other people. In the process, I abandoned myself. This is such a good one. So if we were raised in an environment in which emotions, particularly bad or negative-based emotions, were not addressed or discussed, emotions like anger or sadness or grief, all emotions are equal. But it's not uncommon to push down or disconnect from the negative emotions. But we need to feel all the things, all the good and the bad. If we don't feel the bad, it just manifests in our bodies in some other negative way, maybe a more physical way, like pain. So we need to ride the emotions like a wave and just let it all go. We are abandoning and not recognizing ourselves for being the whole unified self that we are when we're not identifying with and recognizing the negative emotions too. Even though they don't feel good, we still need to feel them. Number six, I think. I forgive myself because I learned my role was to be easy and liked. So I betrayed my own values to gain that approval. We must recognize that by continuing to be easy and wanting to people please and be liked, we are abandoning ourselves. We are disconnecting and not even realizing it. Sometimes the hard truth is that we think and want to be honest, but some of the things we want to say aren't going to be well received. They aren't what people want to hear, but people need to hear them. We must get to the point that in order to be fully connected to ourselves, we must not try to be anything other than who we truly are. And that means that people aren't going to like us as much as they did when we were being easy and people pleasing for approval. It is much more satisfying to recognize that we can be liked and accepted for who we truly are, which may include saying the hard thing, the honest thing, and not the thing that others want to hear. For some of us, this knowledge was learned the hard way, but at least it was learned and changed. This may change the people we choose to be around. It may change our circles. If the people in our circles are unable to hear our honest opinion and aren't respectful and supportive of us enough to hear it, then perhaps they shouldn't be in our circles to begin with. I have taken the past few years to fine tune who I choose to spend time with so that I can truly be myself. Sure, that means people have fallen away, but I guess they weren't the right people for me after all. If they weren't ready to support me, in my choices and hear my opinions. I'd love to hear your experience with this as well. I forgive myself for my past and know that through taking responsibility for my life, I give the younger version of myself a new future. It's never too late to take your life back, to take responsibility for your life, claim it and make it what you want it to be. Is that easy? Hell no. Just saying that what I just said sounds like a snap of the fingers, but it's messy and choppy and roller coaster. 
but it's time to recognize that we can free ourselves from the past. We can take responsibility for what we've done and the choices we've made which have brought us to where we are now. Sure, it's our history, our family, our situations that were maybe out of our control for a period of time that brought us to where we are, but it's not about the blame. It's just about recognizing it until we take responsibility and heal. Being aware is the key. If you're looking to up-level your life, to make the changes necessary to live honestly in a healthy mind-body-spirit alignment, if you're ready to take radical responsibility for your past actions, forgive, and move forward, then you're ready for coaching. I invite you to schedule a call for coaching with me. Coaches will shine a light on what you need to live more fully and honestly. A coach helps with staying accountable to what your goals are, keeping boundaries, and continuing with the strategies that you're following to get to the next level of whatever you're working on. Click on the link in the show notes and schedule a call with me so we can talk about how you can get what you want. I use human design, the gene keys, the Healy frequency device, and the law of attraction as guideposts in your coaching journey. Thank you so much for listening. You are worthy. You are loved. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If this content resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are ready for change, join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain, where you can connect with me and begin your journey to your purpose. The payoff is big and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. The link is ready for you in the show notes. I'll see you next week.